Over the last few weeks, certain words have been added to my vocabulary. They are words like social distancing that I have never used before, and even we see it manifested in any of the stores that we go to. There's markings on the ground, and people are encouraged to stay several feet from each other. There is the the words of cocooning. That is, people who are vulnerable should cocoon themselves in their homes for a considerable period of time. And then, obviously, there are the PPE, the protective equipment that is in great shortage and that our medical community are in such great need of. I am very grateful to some of our parishioners who have ensured that we have received. Uh, face masks for when we go to our sick calls to people's homes or to hospitals or to nursing homes, most especially when we give the last rites because of the danger of coronavirus. Another term, N95. I have never heard of it in my life. But an N95 mask, as well as other equipment, is crucial. Putting on a face mask, as we all know now, is very important to preserving our life. It is remarkable that in life today, putting on a face mask is essential to life. Whereas in the gospel, it is the removal of a face mask that is revealed to us as essential for life. John, the beloved disciple, who got to the tomb first, he beat Peter there, revealing to us that love finds the truth much faster than guilt. But when he looked twice into the tomb, he saw the face cloth rolled up, separate from the other cloth, and placed separately on its own. What a very profound symbol—a symbol. That is rich with thousands of years of history and spirituality and of faith. We get an understanding of what John the beloved disciple saw, and that when he saw this, he saw and he believed. We just have to look at shortly before Jesus himself died, Lazarus dead in the tomb, and when Jesus says, "Lazarus, come out." And when he said, when he called him out, unbind him, remove the face cloth from him, and let him go free. There is a beautiful message there, one that is revealed to us in the whole story of the resurrection, that there is nothing, nothing, as Saint Paul said, can ever separate us from God's love, nothing in life and nothing in death. So we can never say, we can never say, God has abandoned us. We can never say that God has brought misfortune into our lives. Before we ever enter into a sickness, before we ever enter into any trial or tribulation that may come our way, Jesus Christ is there before us, revealing the presence of love in the midst of fear. And do not be afraid is one of the great messages of the resurrection as well. 
There is no need to be afraid of life, of death, because Christ is a presence of peace in the midst of fear. The second face mask that I want to speak about is the one in the tomb that Jesus left behind. And quite obviously, his presence is something that is radically new and has brought a new language to the people at that time and to us today. Whenever he encountered somebody as the risen Lord, his first words were, peace be with you. Peace, the meaning, is a restoration of relationship. Not holding people in their guilt, not blaming people for abandoning him, but bringing them peace, reconciliation, forgiveness. The second face mask reveals to us that God reveals himself in his Son as a presence of forgiveness, complete and utter forgiveness in our lives. Jesus never held anyone in their unforgiveness. He offers forgiveness to us, abundant forgiveness. For even the most terrible of crimes, there is nothing that he does not forgive. And the, the, the truth of this comes to us when we embrace that forgiveness, receive it into our lives, and make forgiveness a way of life for ourselves as also. The forgiveness of Jesus on the cross is not something just to be admired. It is something that we are called to imitate. The last face mask I would like to speak to you about this morning is that of Moses, when he was letting the people out of slavery into the promised land, when they were to become the people of God. That when Moses went up the mountain and he saw God face to face, his face shone so brightly that when he came back down to the people, they were blinded by it. So Moses had to wear a face mask when he returned to his people. Obviously, the face mask is now being set aside. God and his people are one. But what Moses was about was leading people into the promised land so that they would become a community of love. And that is what God wants for all of us that we would become a community of love. It is easy or easier to become a community of love when we are here together. But I see the community of love being manifested in some beautiful ways, even though people are cocooned in their homes. Just this last week, our deacon, Dan Coughlin, has led a team in calling people 75 years and older in their homes. It has made a profound impression on people. They are deeply touched that a simple phone call means so much to them. What is remarkable are over 600 parishioners, 75 years and older, first of all appreciate that somebody has reached out to them, but nearly immediately they want to do the same themselves. They want to help out. They're saying, give us somebody to call ourselves. In one of our small Christian communities, who are all meeting online, 
are communities for the kingdom. One of them, just a week ago, decided that they were going to supply lunch to the staff at Winchester House as a sign of appreciation for the great work that the medical community are doing during this pandemic. And the people receiving that have been deeply moved and touched as well. And last, our donation box outside of our church is filled up every day. It is emptied every evening. And the next day, once again, it is filled once again. Helping those who are most vulnerable. Creating a community of love in the midst of fear, kindness, presence, forgiveness. So what we celebrate and what we are living for is that God is present in our lives and there is nowhere where he's not present. God's love is constant in our lives and God invites us to share with him in creating a community of love, sowing kindness, seeds of kindness with everyone we meet and in the society in which we live in as well. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. If we embrace the truth of the resurrection, we will become a new creation, just like the gospel passage begins today on the first day of week, signifying to us a new creation is beginning. Let us become a new creation by embracing the presence of unconditional love, the presence of constant forgiveness, and the generosity to respond in sharing that with other people by showing kindness and peace to all people.